Welcome to the show. I'm Riley. I'm David. And I'm Adam. Adam Sondergaard. Yeah, it's me. It's the first man. Here in the last week before James comes back. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to discuss Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. We'll laugh, we'll argue, we might get a little too into it, but at the end of the day, they're just movies. Spoiler alert. What is that? <laughs> it's my Kiwi accent. It was great. Let's move on. Spoiler David, what do you think about the- Wait, next week we're doing uh, Nope. Oh! The movie from Jordan Peele. Yes. And I guess other people too? No, he's ev- the actor. He's, ev- he's everybody <laughs> he's in it. He's in every role. It's like uh, Meet the... Meet the... What's that movie with Eddie Murphy where he plays everybody? Uh, oh, that's, uh, that's Nutty uh, Professor. Meet the Clomp... Clomps. So that's like the third sequel. <laughs> so Thor... <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder is a movie. Are we starting with Adam? Go. Oh. Snap. Oh, no, we usually do me first. Oh, we'll David, first. go. Yeah. Despite sometimes being carried by its charm and humor... Love and Thunder's indolent and impersonal writing is exacerbated by some most of uh, by some of the most impotent and uninteresting action the MCU has ever seen. Dang! Please take some time off and recharge, Mister Batiti. Dang! Five point eight out of ten. Woo! Five point eight. Five point eight. Third, like I said, the charm and the humor definitely is the lube by which they push out this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really say so. But it is fucking messy, man. Yeah. They did, like, you can just see he did not give a fuck. Sorry, I'm it, giving away. I'm really bad at giving spoilers for my own take <laughs> during other people's takes. I like it, though. James is better at this. He's mm. stoic. Adam, mm. you have to be James. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Taika Waititi. No. Sorry, <laughs> 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 hey, it's me, James. James. Taika Waititi. Late, uh, Taika Waititi's latest Marvel feature thrives in the comedic asides, but crawls through the desert trying to find those emotional beats. Mm. The charismatic cast carries the film through a slipshod plot, a few too many VFX gaffes, and action scenes that lacked impact despite their occasional visual flair. I give it an axle out of rose. <laughs> nice. I mean, a five out of ten. Nice. <laughs> five, an even five. Yeah, I really flat five. Adam, I got to appreciate your writing. That was excellent. Thank you. Good it's slogan. like you're a writer for the for a Linus Media Group. It is literally my job. Wow. <laughs> uh, here's mine. I knew that Taiko Atiti would eventually contract Lin Manuel Miranda syndrome, <laughs> but I just thought we had more time. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it a five and a half. Five point five out of ten. No. It's not bad. Yeah, it's like it's like the Thor franchise went from being too self serious to being just the right amount of comedy and like gravitas gravita that was in Thor Ragnarok. And the direction the the movement in that direction just went too far with this one. We just kept going and Taika Waititi, it seems like they gave him more resources to do what he wanted to do. But they also simultaneously like restrained less of him. Like, I don't know yeah, what maybe. it is. This movie just feels like nobody put that much effort into it. Yeah. There's so many, like, unforced errors. I don't blame him entirely for it, obviously, because this is a whole, it's a whole movie. A lot of people are involved. But I think that the core problem probably comes down to them being like, whoa, Taika Waititi is the hot item, mm. t- hot ticket in, in Hollywood right now. He's doing all these cool movies. Everyone loves him. We're just getting him to cameo and stuff just because people like his voice. Oh, it's a funny New Zealand accent. <laughs> He's everywhere. Yeah. Let's just give him complete control. Let him do what he wants to do. And it ended up just being kind of like a parody of itself, which yeah. is which is fun sometimes. But some really funny stuff in this movie that we'll talk about. Oh, 
after. yes. After these messages from our sponsor, Secret Lab. Thanks, Secret Lab, for sponsoring today's episode. Secret Lab chairs are designed to keep you comfortable for those long nights of work and play. Their Titan Evo 2022 series chair offers four-way lumbar support, comes with a magnetic memory foam head pillow. That sounds luxurious. And is offered in different upholsteries like hybrid leatherette, soft weave fabric, and Napa leather. I didn't know I was going to out-luxurious myself. Best of all, a five-year extended warranty is included along with a 49-day return policy, so you're covered if anything goes wrong. Learn more at Secret Lab at lmg.gg slash secretlab, TJM. I realize now that I left my water bottle right there in the middle of the shot. It's there for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Thanks also to Vessi Footwear for sponsoring today's show. Vessi Footwear is known for being lightweight, easy to pack, comfortable, and most importantly, water-resistant with its Dymatex technology, and they're basically the only shoes I wear. Their Everyday Move line is designed with added support at the midsole and better breathability to keep up with your active lifestyle. Life? Lice? Lifestyle. Lice problem? I love your lice. Take them off and put them on with ease thanks to the handy pull tab, and it's also made creature-free, so every step you take will be guilt-free, except for when you think about all the other horrible things you've done. Your feet will thank you for wearing these, so say goodbye to wet socks and check them out at vessi.com slash TJM and use code TJM. Makes sense? Just like... It'll make sense for me to do a synopsis right off the top. What happens in this movie, Bradley? When an alien named Th- Gore, I almost said Thor. I mean, he is an alien, technically. So yeah, from whose perspective? When an alien named Gore gains possession of the god-killing Necrosword and begins a mass deicide to avenge his daughter, Thor and his best bud Korg head to New Asgard. Gore shows up and steals a bunch of children, despite the efforts of Thor, the king of New Asgard, Valkyrie, and Thor's ex, Dr. Jane Foster, who has recently been blessed with Thor's powers by his old hammer, Mjolnir, which keeps her terminal cancer at bay. A lot going on here. The group travels to Omnipotent City to ask for help from other gods, but Zeus isn't into it. He ends up impaled by his own thunderbolt, which is stolen by Valkyrie as the group escapes. On the way to the Shadow Realm to save the children, Thor and Jane rekindle their relationship. But it's not enough to ensure victory, as they're defeated by Gore, who takes Stormbreaker, which he needs to enter the Realm of Eternity, who can grant his wish to destroy all gods. <sighs> There's a lot going on. Again. Drained of her strength, Jane is warned that if she uses Mjolnir one more time, it will kill her, so Thor goes to fight Gore alone. Using Zeus's Thunderbolt, he imbues the captured children with his powers to fight Gore's creatures. Gore nearly bests Thor before Jane shows up with Mjolnir and saves him. Thor and Jane destroy the Necrosword, but they are brought into Eternity's realm with Gore. As Jane succumbs to her illness, Thor manages to convince Gore to wish his daughter back to life instead of wishing to kill all the gods. The children are returned to Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> Renamed. <laughs> That's Thor, if he Gore took it Asgard. over. And Thor raises Gore's daughter, named Love, as his own. In a mid credit scene, did you see it or did you just get I out of there? No, I watched both. Zeus sends his son Hercules to kill Thor. It's a dude from Ted Lasso. Roy Kent. Yeah, Roy Kent, that's it. <laughs> is that Fuck. who that is? He didn't look that uh, intimidating or cool. He's kind of intimidating How in Ted Lasso, but he's okay. got a heart of gold. In a Roy po- Kent's very intimidating and in, cool, thank you very much. Oh, okay. Much. <laughs> Sorry, Roy Kent. In a post credit scene, Jane arrives at Valhalla, welcomed by Heimdall, which is, I think, the first confirmation in the MCU that there is an afterlife? Yeah, I feel like there's implications based on that. I don't feel like giving the movie the credit of thinking about those implications, but they're probably there. I guess it's like Valhalla, there's an afterlife for gods, because she like attained godhood. By being worthy of Mjolnir? 
Yeah, or something. I'm, the movie's kind of unclear who our gods are, because Gore yeah. wants to kill all the gods, but they, it, they kind of imply that Asgard's in peril. But well, it's like, they're not gods. So first of all, I just have questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we have to talk about the good, no, stuff. good stuff. We have the to talk stuff. about the good stuff. Human there were some thing? actually funny parts in the movie. There were some very funny parts. Man, when he pulls out Stormbreaker from the ground because he's like become a monk and he jumps at like a broom and just flies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too as well because so I was like, funny. okay, that's yeah, pretty funny. That made me laugh. Um, I, the first 20 minutes of the movie, I was on board. Yeah. Like when he's fighting the like Muppet owl rockers and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm kind of into yeah. this. And he's like being a monk, but you know, he has to be pulled into battle and he rips off his thing. He's got his like red leather vest and stuff. Like all that stuff's like silly and fun, but like the that, kind of stuff I like. That stuff was, was really fun. I thought like it was kind of, it had already lost me a little bit based on the first bit, but we can talk about that after. But that sequence with the with the owls, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were actually really funny. It does like a few close ups of them, and it's like it's clear that they're practical. Yeah, and it's just like they're just like oh, and they, when he's like manning the machine gun, yeah. just shaking violently. <laughs> they look like Jim Henson like Muppet, Muppet creations. Yeah, yeah, like they were so funny. Um, and I like I like the stuff they do with the Gardens of the Galaxy, where from his perspective, he's like part of the group, but they clearly hate him. And want him to go away, and they're like just fed up. Yeah, I think that stuff's fun. Um, uh, we're running out of stuff, guys. <laughs> I just felt. I just okay. I wait, just felt, no. Okay, wait. I guess are we just trying to stay? You positive? still have to stay, stay positive. positive. Okay. We have to stay positive for think, the first bit. I think opening on Christian Bale and Christian Bale's entire performance was so much better than ninety percent of the villains in the MCU. Yes. It was, yeah, it was unhinged. Right. Yeah. When he goes full unhinged, I was so on board like i think yeah. by the time he's he's got like a uh, valkyrie jane and thor wrapped up and he does like his monologue i was like okay we're there we're fucking yeah there. Yeah, yeah i thought that gore was like a great part of the uh of, of the whole movie and i i think that that's one of the saddest things to me about this movie is that they didn't kind of like give that plot a bit more yeah. no, room was, to breathe. Even, it felt so rushed. Well, even like the first sequence when his daughter dies, he's then immediately goes and finds the God. Like there's yeah. no time to grieve really. Like yeah. it's just like, but Christian Bale, the reason why it's a shame is because he does such a good job. Yeah. Like he's Christian yeah. Bale, you know? And, a, he, and I think that like, you can boy. tell that he is giving way more to this movie than anyone else is. But I feel like it's, to me, it's like the first time I've seen Christian Bale have fun in a role for mm. a long time. He looked like he was having a good time yeah. just like really chewing that scenery or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's I a Marvel was, movie. I isn't think he that, a method actor? Is he? Yeah. That would have been a weird pretty, one to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got the teeth on. Yeah. Well, I found trying the movie to eat a sandwich. sort of failed to jump from like the relatable motivation to where he would end up kidnapping and like mentally torturing children. Yes. Uh, there was like, there's a big jump in between that and then once we get past that I was super on board but I think there's like a little bit of missing connecting I, mean, I think for me it was explained a little bit by the necro sword yeah it's sure just, the, sword's fair. Just cor- the sword corrupts Corrupt, him yeah. yeah because like in that scene where he's talking to those kids and he's like oh do you like stories yeah you like hearing about people's <laughs> kids heads cut heads get cut off and blah 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 and it, and he was like being just kind of psychopathic and I was like this guy had a daughter this seems really weird but then yeah. I was like oh the sword, sword. Oh, the evil yeah, magic sword it feels like maybe there's like theme there that they kind of miss the idea of these like magical weapons with personalities and yes. how they affect them and their own behaviors right because he was corrupted by his weapon and we see how like you know uh thor's uh lust love for mjolnir oh, yeah. um <laughs> like <laughs> influences him yeah and i feel like there's kind of a thematic line that they just never really explore yeah well, and how like, the weapons affect 100 percent agree because when 
Mjolnir and the Necrosword become like tied by fate, where like she has to blow up Mjolnir so that the sword doesn't reassemble. I was like, wait, what? They're fucking connected? That makes no sense. Wait, what's connected? When she smashes the Necrosword with Mjolnir, but then it reassembles together. Yeah, it's like every magical weapon can just kind of reassemble itself. That's part but, of that's a like, feature. That's but then, yeah. but it's reassembling around Mjolnir. Well, no, because I was expecting because like, all the frag all the fragments of Mjolnir went past them, and then uh, Mjolnir was reassembling, and the pe- the parts like came back, and it like grabbed some of the Necrosword with it, and then it got so is stuck the Necrosword all together. Sentient trying to get in there? No. Because Mjolnir is like sentient. No, it was just that when it reassembled, it just kind of happened to grab some of the Necrosword fragments. No, but it's but like Mjolnir is, works with her because she's worthy of carrying it. I'm saying like this kind of breaks the lore. I'm the lore guy today. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What what lore does it break? Well, like she's not she doesn't have control over every weapon. She has control over every, Mjolnir. Well, no, she's not controlling the Necrosword. It's yeah, just, but then the, why is the Necrosword coming to her? The pieces just impacted I it, like, it. I thought it was like trying to like. It's like a a truck. Like yeah, hitting like another flood, car and it like flushes, flushes, the flesh and blood of all of the uh, the things that she killed didn't like also get absorbed into Mjolnir. Yes, I feel like they needed to set up. I a feel little like bit there's better. some suspension we're, we're of disbelief ca- there. That's that's not happening. I thought it was going to be like, oh, she's going to catch, she's going to catch the hammer, and then she's going to become corrupted. I think, yeah, that'd be I think, interesting. I think you guys are right that like, okay, you're like it, things did not have to play out that way. Like they there was a bit of a gap in explanation there yeah. where we're like, why do we have to do this? Yeah. But to me, in the moment, I was just kind of like. Okay, all these pieces of the of Mjolnir were coming past all these pieces of the Necrosword, so it just kind of like pushed mm-hmm. them all all together. I think yeah. I think we're getting a little bit too deep into it in that sense, but I think that's emblematic of a problem the movie has, where it doesn't feel well thought out, right? Uh, and like, there's a lot of stuff that kind of just happens, where it's like either like the setup and the payoff is right there, or you're not sure, like. Why did Gore bring the children with him to that temple? Like once he has Stormbreaker, once he's drawn Thor, so yeah. he takes Thorbreaker. Why is he still fucking babysitting <laughs> I asked the that kids? As well, I was like, "What are the kids doing here?" But wait, good we, things. We good have things. to say a couple more good things. Uh, okay. I also liked Russell Crowe. Yeah, he, he was, was really funny as Zeus. He was a and R- Russell Crowe should be doing way more comedy. He was yeah. amazing in the, uh, in the other guys yeah, yeah, yeah. or the nice guys. Yeah, yeah. And he was amazing in this. He was I haven't hilarious. seen the nice guys, but yeah. he's funny. Zeus was hands down the best part of that movie, like of of this movie. Yeah. He he almost redeemed a large portion of it for me. Because I was like, he is so funny. What is his accent? Yeah, it was he's a, like, it's like this, this bad, bad Greek, Greek accent. Yeah, yeah, I guess he was like with with the one a flick. I reveal your disguise. Yeah. <laughs> a flick. I flick it too hard. <laughs> I'm not doing a good impression, but like he was so good. And then his prancing around. Yeah, where he like flipping the bolt and stuff. Oh, I was just like, God. I actually was confused because there weren't a ton of people laughing in the theater at that part. But I was just losing uh, yeah. it. I was like, because <laughs> he's just doing all these funny little yeah. dances, and everyone's just like, oh, I don't get it. it's not cool. Ah <laughs> uh, man, the people in my theater seemed real dumb. Really. <laughs> Tell me about him. Okay, this is very rude of me. I always do this. <laughs> Anyone who has a different opinion of the movie than me is dumb. I'm just it's obviously not the case, but this is how I feel. I was sitting in this theater and people were laughing at things where I was like, come on. Well, I me mean, the seventeenth time they pull the screaming goat gag and people yeah. are still laughing. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, we found this. Pretty old. There was I think the final time they pulled it out, I, I chuckled once more and I hated myself. Yeah, no, when they when they teleported back to Earth. Oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah. good. But yeah, like yeah. It just got overused really quickly. It happened like seven times in like 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, I get it. Goats scream. Yes. Also, wait, one more last thing. Good thing. The last 20 minutes of the movie or so felt pretty good. Like it was like 
things the pacing was off you know we'll get into everything all the problems but for me the the last 20 minutes almost felt like they were kind of like all right we have to kind of tie this up into the nice yeah. mcu bow here you know, for a second I, I can agree i think when he goes to eternity and they have their confrontation and i like that thor beats gore not by strength but by like kind of bringing love back into yeah i was like why are you why are you losing yourself to vengeance when you could bring your daughter right. back like that's actually like a nice little ending yeah uh but then it's weird how it's like as soon as it's convenient it's like both gore and natalie portman die and i guess like you can explain it away by being like the necrosaur was keeping him alive and the hammer was keeping her alive but it felt yeah. weird that it was like I don't know, right there, right there. Well, I think it was funny because the Thor was the the hammer was also kind of killing her. Well, it was oh, preventing yeah. her from. Yeah, it was like sucking her power. It was sucking her energy. Somehow. That was unclear. I think it was kind of it's kind of like caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> like it keeps you going, but it, you're still you right. still need to actually. It's sleep. fake. It's yeah. fake energy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're just you're just uh, making making later you more tired. You know what? I did like that dynamic. I liked that that like she comes in and she's all powerful and stuff. And you're like, oh, cool, like Lady Thor. And then the, when it's revealed that she still has cancer and is still dying, I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Man. It, <laughs> yeah, cancer, that's so fun. I feel like it is such it is such a, uh indictment of this movie that we struggled so hard to come up with good things. I, yeah. It just feels like every good thing that was there was marred by some sort of misstep or yeah. overuse. Because also, like, I loved Korg. I always love Korg. Oh, See, he, just he overstayed he little, his welcome he for me. Much this time. I like That's the, exactly what I wrote. He overstayed his yeah, welcome. I like the initial monologue bit where he's just kind of like, yeah. all right, gather around, children. Let me tell you the story of Thor, the Thor Odin's son. And then it cuts to baby Thor with his little baby hammer being carried yeah. by his mom. Like, that stuff's fun. That whole thing was kind of yeah. fun. It was still going pretty fast, but I think I was kind of like, all right, you know, I, this is this is fun. It's got the quirky energy. And the narrated montage number two. I, I yeah. also just like him going like... Go get him, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I his, his like really soft spoken positivity. Yeah, yeah. Is all I don't know. It always gets. A I kick. think I think that he like they took the kind of like very careful uh, hand that they used with him in the first movie, where there's like he 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 was just there as much as he needed to be and yeah. not too much. And in this one, they're just kind of like everybody loves Cor- Korg. Let's have him so much. He's like, oh no, bro, I'm. I'm dying, I oh know. And then they like, oh, it turns out the only part that dies is your face. Or, or, yeah, or, yeah, the yeah. only part that's alive is your mouth or whatever. And I was just like, we don't need to have all this. It was just, and then and then later when he's talking to Valkyrie and he's like, oh, it's like you're you're trying to the best, you're trying your best to do the right thing, but actually you're an empty, I forget what he says, but he's yeah, like, he does he this. He reads her or whatever. It, it feels like a parody. I think that's, that's what it comes down to for me. A, a core issue with this movie is that it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It feels like a parody of a Marvel movie. Mm. And I think that Marvel has done really well at treading this line between, all right, we have these like mythic heroes and like epic struggles and like the things that really like get down to the core of what it means to be human and like emotions, stories, characters that we care about. And then on the other hand, they're like, we're going to make it fun though. We're going to yeah. have a bunch of like tongue in cheek jokes. And this one just like, it just goes too far in the other direction. Which is to, which is like maybe I'm just saying there's too many jokes in in yeah. so many words, but I feel I really feel like it's a Taika Waititi type of brand of like I'm not taking the source material actually seriously. Like you can 100%. have you can take it seriously and then have a bunch of jokes. Yeah. Well, I I expected based on like what I'd heard going in the movie is that the movie would constantly have these cool moments and then undercut them. Mm. But I don't think the movie has the cool moments. I don't think they invested into like yeah. those like really cool things that they'll then undercut. It's just like 
there's clearly no interest in that. Right. Like, there's good lore from the comic books, but, like, like the action is super uncreative. Like, there's yeah. no, like, really neat shots or, like, takes on, like, how they can use their powers or combine their work together. Like, they all have these amazing lightning weapons, and yeah. it's like, they don't ever, like use them together yeah. and like, the bad guys were literally shadows but like all that they all the shadows were are just like flesh bags like yeah. they didn't i couldn't do any even cool tell shadowy things i couldn't even tell what they were at first i feel like they just didn't light them to save yeah 100 like, that first asgard fight was horrible i know i was shocked i was I like was, i can't tell what's going on and there's like no clear stakes like there's no stakes what, who what are they fighting over what's yeah. going on did did gore know he was gonna kidnap the kids at some point it felt like a, a mid-fight loss like i'm gonna flip the script and steal the kids but yeah. like i had no idea what they were fighting for i think that is what happened because he, he initially shows up and he tries to he fights thor yeah so i think he was like oh i can't do this so yeah. i'll steal the kids bring him to the d- but, shadow realm but you're right that the stakes i think were the biggest problem with that scene as well as the previous scenes i think yeah. that like watching thor single-handedly you know destroy an entire army that everyone else is struggling to beat uh, was is fun for an intro sure yeah it's fine for an intro but i think that followed by the next battle followed by previous like battles after that where you're like you not you're you're not worried at all for no. a, for a second you're it's, just like they're gonna be fine yeah he's just doing like a jedi destroying the droids and you're like when are you gonna get to the boss but he never <laughs> yes, gets to the fucking boss exactly exactly there's no stakes so it's like i'm just bored because yeah. especially because thor is supposed to be a hero right he's one of the avengers he's He's taken part in these like battles for the universe, and I think that like I thought that we had gotten uh, witnessed him get to a point where he is going to like care about people to a certain extent. But then he's all. But then this movie starts out with him being like, "I'm a god, and well, I'm above all these people." Yeah, they're all struggling and dying down there, but I'm just chilling up here until they ask me. See, that's the thing. I think that the movie really struggles, <laughs> and and I think they failed to dig deep and find like another angle on thor to grow mm-hmm. like they just regress him it's and then the same, redo the same same thing and it's i think it's really unclear in this one like what specifically at the beginning of the movie he's seeking like he's like oh yeah i'm looking for people to love but like there is people in his life he's learned to love like we've seen him yeah. in many other movies like have to like put aside his ego work with people like find a team like we've seen that a million fucking right. times uh and this one it was like okay he's part of a team that doesn't want him like so he has to like I think by the end I realized he has to learn to be vulnerable yeah with people but that was super unclear at the beginning like, right I don't, I don't know it felt like there were a lot of thematic threads that were just like you know proposed and then like didn't really develop like the mm. idea like Thor starts off as an uncaring god mm. and we see a society of <laughs> uncaring gods yes and then it's just like oh but he has a girlfriend so he does <laughs> care now yeah yeah no 100 percent. they but like it's not even that it's like i think the reason why that arc doesn't work is because he doesn't go from uncaring god to caring god because he only ever saves the kids yeah it doesn't show him caring about anyone else other than the kids from asgard well and and like what about other rando people that you still don't care about yeah i mean it never feels like he's putting himself at risk yeah to be a hero and save other people and like really if Gore's going to kill all the gods, have they? is there any other gods we care about as an audience? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, who would... So if Gore succeeded and he wished all the gods dead, who goes away? Thor? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if Jesus is a canonical Jesus god. Jesus has to be in the MCU. In the MCU. If it takes place on so. Earth. But okay, so actually this so. this this comes to one of my core problems with, with, with the MCU and this whole like god-killing storyline because 
they are cowards. Like, let's get into it. Like, let's talk about what it means for people to have their gods killed. Like, oh. let's talk about what it means for these people who, like, believe. Like, we see that in the beginning, right, with Gore. And he's like, oh, our prayers to you. They weren't answered or whatever. And then he kills them. And then he's like, okay, I'm going on a god rampage. But then we see, like, a million other gods. And we see Eternity, which is, like, one of the greater gods in MCU. I've done stuff like I've looked into Wikipedia's, but in in like sure. the Marvel and the DC universes, they each have kind of like an idea of the the one god, big creator G, god, the big, yeah. big god, and then there are a bunch of smaller kind of like lower tier gods, and then you have like Thor and stuff, which are not really like gods in the sense that we think of like cosmic entities. Yeah, they're just like really super powered people. Yeah, and so it's like this this movie is just kind of interested in talking about really superpowered people that other people worship as gods. But like, I feel like with him encountering in eternity and stuff, there's like so much that you could do with that. Yeah. There's like, like literally the possibilities are endless for telling a story involving real, you know, fictional godhood or whatever. Yeah. And I, I just feel like they just, they just they back bug out. It. Yeah. Well, it's Marvel. They're like, they, they're just trying to appeal to everyone. Yeah. They but don't I want to ruffle anyone's feathers. I think what's extra annoying about this is the fact that Thor and the Asgardians, like, we were initially told when Thor 1 came out, we're like, it's not magic. It's just really, really advanced technology. Oh, yeah. But now, it we're is. basically into a into a scenario where all these gods exist, and it's magic. It's magic. It's not technology anymore. No, Zeus's lightning bolt isn't yeah. technology. Yeah, so it's like, wait, are they actually gods? There's an afterlife we know about now. What's going on? I just feel like the 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 exploration is just is is woefully inadequate. And I, I wonder if like. the MCU is ever going to be able to make the kind of resets that <clears throat> comics so routinely do. Mm. Like, because comic a lot of times comics are just like com the storylines are parallel but totally unrelated. Like, Avengers Spider Man is not the same as the Amazing Spider Man, mm. and then they'll do these crossover events. But the MCU has now established that it's like this is all canon, all of it. All the time, yeah. So it doesn't allow itself to do those kind of crazy spinoffs like they did with yeah. the What If, yeah, on, right, like Disney Plus, which was like felt very much in the spirit of what the of how comics run, yeah. And I feel like they're kind of putting themselves in this corner where, because of the massive scope and scale of all of these interweaving kind of stories and universes and rules. Mm -hmm. That everything becomes meaningless and just serves the plot of whatever they it's, want yes. to say. It's so hard, though, because it's like the risk of having multiple parallel movies is so much higher than having multiple parallel comic books. Like comic books, to write a comic book, I don't know what the exact dollar amount. Yeah. But it's it's not $200 million. You can just like yeah. create another universe and boom, it's a, yeah. this is a, one of the multiverse things. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. But in this, I mean, in this, I think that's a big reason why they they made the MCU now exist in a multiverse. Because now they're able to do that kind of stuff. Like what if... Uh, it, that's that's the whole thing and at the end of, I mean spoilers MCU is a multiverse now yeah. <laughs> so, sort of if you're not if you're not oh. up to date with Marvel stuff it's hard to know what so, we're spoiling when we talk about a Marvel movie at the end of what because it hooks into all these other things or this is spoilers this is Spider-Man oh Spider -Man. spoilers for Loki at the end of Loki a multiverse is created so now there's a multiverse, which is why in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, there's a multiverse instead of not a multiverse. Yes. It's been a while. End of spoilers. I feel like it's hard to keep up with MCU stuff. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like too a, a full-time job. It's too much. I was, yeah. yeah. Well, I have not. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Have you guys kept up with any of the other I've TV shows and whatnot? I Miss Marvel. It was fine. You finished Miss Marvel? I, I finished Miss Marvel. I haven't watched it at all. It's pretty, like, 
generic superhero stuff. I think the most interesting stuff about it is like the Pakistani angle, and, right. like kind of like the way they're like weaving superheroes into the historical fiction of it. And like, there's like cool stuff there, but as far as like a superhero origin thing, it's like, yeah, it's what yeah. you expect. Yeah. Like, so I watched, I think I watched all of the, the major ones, you know, they did, um, what was the first one? WandaVision, which was cool. Falcon and the winter soldier, Me. uh, Loki, yeah. which was good. Yeah. But then I, I think I watched the first episode and a half of Moon Knight, and I was like, uh, this yeah. isn't drawing me in, and then I didn't finish it, and then Miss Marvel came out, and I'm kind of like, it's cool that they're doing, like, hey, she's, you know, representing a new ethnic group or something, but, like, that's not enough for me to be like, because the show didn't look that interesting other than that. So I was like, okay, I'll just see if other people say it's really good. It had a cool seems like it's kind of like a decent, fine, you know, just okay. It, it, early on it was good because it had a, this aesthetic uh that it was really leaning into where it's like they would be walking by a, a street or something. The graffiti would tell the story. Like mm. they would say something, you know, and like be a visual pop. And so that stuff was cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. When especially the Disney star Wars shows have also just turned me off of like Disney plus shows. Yeah. Like when the there's six a new episode just like is not making any difference in the world. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. So you haven't ca- kept up at all. I'm assuming Adam. Uh, no, the last, uh, out of the like post infinity or post end game stuff, I've seen Black Widow and Spider Man Far From Home. Wow. Like I saw I think I saw a tweet the other day where it like listed all the phase four MCU films and I was like, Oh man, that doesn't look that great when you put them all next to each other like that. Because there was there was Black Widow Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, Eternals. which was okay. Yeah. I enjoyed Shang-Chi. I thought Black Widow was fine too. Black but Widow was Black worse Widow was, than Shang-Chi, I'd say. Black yeah, Widow was really I, good for the first half. Yeah, but sure. I, think, I think I like Black Widow better than Thor. Well, yeah, yeah this one. Yeah. This one is yeah, the worst out of the Phase 4, yeah. I'd say. Doctor Strange, like which was Doctor. just okay. I liked it. I think there was one more that I'm forgetting about. But Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man was really one. good. Yeah. Really good. Um, but anyways, uh, you brought up Infinity War, which brought up a point in my mind that I wanted to bring up, which was Thor in Infinity War was, I feel like, the perfect... MCU kind of representation of of him because I think that Thor 1 and 2 and the first few Avengers movies you know he's kind of boring which is why it was so uh, celebrated when Taika Waititi got Ragnarok I think some people didn't like it because I think that a lot of people saw like thought of thought the same thing about Ragnarok that we're thinking about this one Uh, where they're just like you're making him into a joke and I'm like, okay, well, at least they made him into something instead of just, I am God man with a hammer. Yeah, C-tier Shakespearean yeah. dialogue. So, yeah. like, Ragnarok made it interesting. And then the cool thing about that and the cool thing about Marvel was that they flipped it over to the Avengers. And so now the Russo brothers are picking up this new Thor from Ragnarok and they're like, okay, we now we can do something with this. Mm-hmm. And they took that kind of, like, goofy comedy Thor and not that, like, Ragnarok... I thought Ragnarok had a really great mix yeah, of, like, the grounded stuff and the comedy. And Infinity War made that a little bit more grounded while still having some of the comedy. Yeah. And you know, you, I'm thinking of that scene where he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy ship and he's sitting there talking to Rocket about how um, he's, like, so old and he he's, like, a last survivor. One of the last survivors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, or he's lost his whole family. And Rocket's yeah. like, I don't even have a family. And that's, like, a really cool moment of connection. Yeah. And I feel like those types of moments are what's missing now from this this uh, Love and Thunder Thor. Well, I think they they try and pull <clears throat> the ripcord on those moments, like when he's holding Jane at the end, oh, 
But like it's just so unearned. Yeah. Because the movie's invested zero percent into every, the emotional. Yeah. Every every emotional beat in this movie feels yeah. like it was just like, oh dang, we gotta have a <laughs> love interest. We gotta have something sad. So oh, yeah, like, like when yo, kill, kill the daughter at the start. Yeah. Oh, she has cancer. <laughs> like oh, and then like even even the whole rom com setup yeah. feels totally unearned, oh. and also was so boring. And yeah. say it was just like I'm well, like, so, when, I still kind of love you. When I'm, <laughs> don't know how to talk anymore. When they're on the ship. <laughs> And they're like, they've now hit stage two of the like rekindling the romance. I was like, what has happened to make them be closer than they were? Except 15 minutes of movie runtime. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's, it's just the movie's like, we have to progress the romance. Yeah. Like, that's, they were like, that's what we they do. Were like, oh, you left. And they were like, no, you left. <clears throat> and then the next scene that they're together and they're like, I love you. And I was like, <laughs> You didn't talk about that at all. You both felt abandoned by one another. Yeah. And there's no like yeah. an actually interesting conversation yeah. could happen there. And there was nothing. And I think it would be especially great because Thor is this socially inept God, right. which is like a funny character. And I kind of like how they've leaned into it. Yeah. With yeah. The Ragnarok movies. Because like oh, all sorry, of his confidence, nope. all of his confidence just comes from the fact that he can like call down lightning anytime he wants. Or yeah, whatever. well, he didn't but have he, to learn how to be. He didn't have to learn how to be charismatic because he was always right. important since the day he was born. Yeah, he's lacking interpersonal skills. Yeah, so. and so it was like a great avenue for them to have an interesting discussion about how he can't handle relationships yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I will say that like I do appreciate how they at least tried to add in some sort of conflict there, where like. Oh, they were together and it was all good, but then Thor always had to take off and Jane was like, oh, here I am, just normal friggin' human, you know, what am I, your big whoop. And so I was like, okay, there's some tension there at least, and, and it's somewhat thematically related to the, you know, disconnect between humanity and gods, sure. which is like, okay, there's something there, but it's like a little too convenient that the the reason why they broke up was basically just kind of like... Oh, it didn't work in the circumstances. It was we like, got, oh, we had we a long distance. Busy. Yeah, we had a long distance thing. <laughs> and then they get back together and they're like, well, we're both gods now. So I guess we can make it work. Yeah. Like, there's no reason. We're both going on the adventures. So, one, like, you could bring that romance back, but at least tie it thematically to his character growth. Like, it doesn't mm. feel like it was yes, tied. That like, was a problem. It, not, it doesn't feel like any of these threads are brought together. And, like, it doesn't feel like the villain is part of this thread. It doesn't feel like. Like they're part of this thematic thread, so it's just like there's just all these scattershot ideas that maybe yeah. were fine. Like, how was his relationship with Mjolnir? Did he not think Mjolnir was like dead? So this is a huge. I am so annoyed at this. Like in the, the first, other movies, does he talk to Mjolnir? No. Yeah. Okay. The first few times that he very does gaslit. The fr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like retconning the fact that like he talked to Mjolnir the whole time yeah. and he actually like told it to take care of Jane and that's why she can get the Thor powers. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, so like the first few times that he talks to Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker or like Mjolnir or whatever, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. He's like talking to it, but then they make it so that the, the hammers are actually like sentient and they have feelings. Cause it's like, if you're, if you're doing that as a gag one or two times, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's funny. When, when, but then when they get like, he's, he's talking about Mjolnir and like Stormbreaker like slowly I, comes in. It's a funny, funny. sight gag. It's a funny yeah. sight gag, but they take it too far yeah. to the point where like he's talking in the other room. Like this is like three quarters of the way through the movie and he's talking to the other room about Mjolnir or whatever. And then the ship kind of like stutters because Stormbreaker is, is ref, like up at the front of the ship making yeah. sure they can go yeah. and he's like oh no Stormbreaker's jealous and then he has to go he's like I think it's time you had your first beer and he pours the beer yeah, on what the fuck was that I was like this is this isn't funny anymore because you're, you've are you killed it you've killed the joke yeah. maybe if they use the time of him 
having a relationship with his inanimate objects as him having a relationship <laughs> with another actor in the movie, it might have benefited. Maybe it would have benefited. <laughs> Maybe like one of the Oscar winning yeah. actors in the movie. Take notes, Taika you know, Waititi. I felt like I like Valkyrie in this movie. I think that I like her better than in Ragnarok. And her her belligerent drunkenness in Ragnarok Valkyrie? sometimes. Yeah, was mm. sometimes annoying. But in this, I like the balance a little bit more. Yeah. But they don't utilize her nearly no. enough. I like how she wore a fan with a Yoffer sweatshirt when she sleeps. Oh, I didn't <laughs> notice that. Yeah, she was I, like, I, in the fight, I was like, I was like, is that a reference to something or is it just kind of like, it's funny, like she's just like a normal, I like the juxtaposition of like Asgardian, you know, heavenly beings suddenly being on earth and they're wearing like normal clothes and stuff. And that's cool. But, um, I want to talk about, yeah, Valkyrie was okay. I don't know. I feel like she was again, kind of not used. She was underutilized. Her accent also like seemed worse than it was in Ragnarok or maybe that was just me paying more attention. I don't know. Um, Jane, though, we got to talk about Natalie Portman. So I was really into Natalie Portman, not not as a human, as like as a oh. character. <laughs> I hate her personally. No. <laughs> no, I'm I just don't, I don't, a joke. I actually don't I love her as an actor. I always find like that's Natalie Portman. She's fine. She's obviously excellent actor. Yeah. Anyways, she's fine. At the beginning of this, I was excited like when she has her chat with Kat Dennings and stuff. When she goes to see Mjolnir and starts <laughs> shaking, like all that stuff. But then, I don't know, like. I don't know. I, I just don't know how to use her right. Uh, yes. So I think that what happened, because, you know, Natalie Portman has shown many times throughout her career that she is capable of, of, of good acting. Of you course. Know? She's, she's, a, she's a capable actress. But I think that, like, you really have to play to her strengths. And I think in this one, I was just so sad because they basically took her and put her into this, like, role of just being basically a female Thor. And I'm not just saying that because it's like, oh, she's got Thor's powers or whatever. She, in terms of her character, she's also like, like, uh, kind of like neglecting her feelings and just trying to like uh, distract herself from the fact that from anything important that yeah. she might sh- that she should emotionally pay attention to and like by cracking jokes and like was, right? being bravado and coming up with a cool catchphrase oh and God, stuff. I and I'm just like, this doesn't. I don't remember this being Jane Foster's character no. in 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 Ragnar or Thor one, I guess. But also, it just seems weird that this is the same thing that they did in Stranger Things. What is with this writing where they're like, oh, if you have love interests, they have to be the same, same person? 100%. No, just like there's the what do we, we've forgotten about like complementary personalities. Well, that's what I find this movie really is just lazy in his characterization where it's like it's just Taika Waititi writing every character like he likes this quirky character. Yeah. Like every single character in this movie is just Taika Waititi's like lowest effort characterization i think the yeah like it seemed like he wrote the script without really thinking about natalie portman and then they got on set and natalie portman is being tasked with delivering these lines that just do not go come naturally to her at all i think she does a decent job she does fine like again i'm not saying that it's her fault i'm saying it's the script and the director's fault where they were like we're gonna cast natalie portman as just chris hemsworth but a girl yeah and I'm just like, this is not this is not how you do it. And you could have done such cool things of like using her intelligence to be better than Thor. Yes. Like she could have had a totally different angle. Yeah. And I thought they might yeah. do that I when thought, she can use Mjolnir as like a scatter shot. I thought, I thought maybe at one point she they'd have to travel through a wormhole. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Imagine setting something up and paying it off. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Oh no, we lost Stormbreaker. We can't travel interdimensionally. Ah, uh, just kidding. Don't read my book, dummy. I could explain it in two sentences. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. Now yeah. you get it. See that that first was weird. That first scene with her and in in the hospital, um, 
it felt really weird with her and the kid and she's like she's like oh i wrote that book huh? like hey and he's like oh whoa you're the jane foster and and she basically is she's acting dumb like she's supposed to be this like particle physicist or whatever and she wrote this book and she's like oh yeah i'm really smart and then she'll, i'm gonna explain wormholes to you in the same way that like everyone has always explained yeah. wormholes in every movie we're gonna fold a paper in half and put yeah. it it's literally the there's, same thing they do in stranger things there's a there's a gif that goes mo- like viral <clears throat> monthly on reddit that is that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have to have this in every movie that involves wormholes um but then in that scene did you guys get the feeling that like i don't know i was just kind of like she doesn't she just literally seems like thor uh, in terms of like just joking around, oh, I'm just gonna joke about everything, and then Cat, Cat Dennings, even I was like, what's wrong with her? Her voice sounded weird. <laughs> I was like, something's off. Like they just, I don't know, man. It was, it was, it was just so disappointing. I'd be very curious as to the circumstances of filming because it doesn't feel like anyone took. I just, it feels like no one took it seriously. Everyone was just, yeah, shooting the shit and having a good time. I bet it was a great set to be on. But uh, I'm gonna need them to take this a little more seriously. Yeah, and I think that like it's 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 kind of sad to see the MCU in this state because there was just I mean we've we've talked about it many times on the podcast about the, like the incredible focus and vision that it took for them to execute on this what was it a 20 year thing? Yeah, no, no, 12, 10 year, 12 well, year, because it was 2008 to of course not 20 year. What am 2018, I so 10 years I think till Endgame. Yeah. So, like, it was a 10-year run of just, like, setting the building blocks. And they didn't, you could tell they didn't really know exactly what they were doing in the first few movies. The Incredible Hulk, they were like, is this playing into it? Or (laughs) I don't know what's going on. But by, you know, but by year three or something, they were kind of getting it. Yep. And to execute on this vision and culminate on, the like, one of the greatest superhero villains that we've seen, uh, Thanos. the first movie, yes. uh, Yeah, sure, Endgame, Infinity War, whatever. And to see that culminate in that amazing uh execution of that and then now we're in mcu and it's just like it, the vision it just seems completely I've, gone i i don't think that it's the visions completely gone i think they're just in the rebuilding step it's like when you when you finish it's, an amazing building for a while it, uh, yes and no i i feel like it's like the the beginning when you finish an amazing season of a tv show and then you start on season two and it just takes like four or five episodes for you to like see what they're trying to do and i still think like there's some good stuff that's happened in phase four. Uh, and like, like it's been phase... three years since Endgame. Three years. Yeah. And I still feel like, I don't know what the, it where the four, hell we're going it took here. Year four, it was in four years after Iron Man that Avengers happened. So like in next year, I bet there's going to be an Avengers level thing. I, I, I hope so. But I feel like each one of those individual movies also felt like they were moving towards something. But I think that's just because like Nick, Fury would show up at the end sure, in the post credits. But let's have something like that. I don't think we need that though. We, we still know have these... that like they'll be connected. I mean, like we got Guardians of the Galaxy in this one. We're gonna have a Guardians of the Galaxy movie next. Okay, also I, I what? Go ahead. I was just gonna say Guardians the, the Guardians of the Galaxy felt pretty weird in this one. They did feel weird. Like uh, Chris Pratt felt like he was it felt like none of them were actually acting. Oh, this is something I wanted to bring up. None of them <laughs> felt like they were actually acting in a movie. It felt like they showed up to set and they were like, this is an SNL skit, right? Like, like, <laughs> like I got to say, I'm not, you, you know me, I'm not one of these guys who's like, there's too much comedy. I don't want, like, let's take it seriously. I don't like jokes. I want Captain America to be there and make me cry because Ameri- I love America. Like, that's, I'm not one of these people. I love jokes. Yeah. But what this feels like is just so, like you said, slipshod. It's just mm. like they just threw something together. 
the especially the the scene with Chris Pratt and Thor where he's where Thor is saying goodbye to the, the to the Guardians. That felt like I was like, are they even acting? It feels like they're There's just like reading improv. lines. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I don't believe either of them are actually feeling the things that they're saying. No. It's yeah. just bad. I don't you're you're hundred percent onto something where it doesn't really feel like there was purpose to anything. It was just like we're gonna make jokes. It feels like twenty sixteen Ghostbusters where it feels very improv y and it's like we're gonna let them kind of do their thing, you know, like chemistry, yeah. bro. And okay, I just have it. I yeah, just looked they at didn't my have the chemistry. They all looked had at my their own charisma. Yeah, <laughs> I looked at my notes no, and was reminded of something because it's not that the movie doesn't make an attempt to have that sort of gravity to it. Like it, it, it makes an attempt to have that sort of like weighty themes with gore and you know Jane is struggling with cancer. There's a lot of serious things happening, but it's just like skipped over so fast oh my god and i'm yeah. thinking of the flashback where jane goes into the bathroom and she looks in the mirror and then she sees herself as sick jane again and she has a flashback to her mom having cancer oh yeah what the that fuck? confused me that all played out in like 30 seconds and then she slow-mo smashes the sink yeah it was like so but it's this whole flashback and yeah. sequence of events but it's but it's so fast it's yeah. like boom 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 and we're back and I was like, what? If you're going to make me, if you're going to want to make me feel something and be like, oh, she's struggling with this and it's extra hard because her mom died of cancer and cancer's generational. And that's something that relates it to the real world. If yeah. you have a family history of cancer, you're more likely, blah, blah, blah. Like there, there's things they could say about that. And, and, but you just need to take your time a little bit more. Yeah. And I was actually surprised when I saw the runtime. It's only two hours. It felt long. A lot of these MCU movies, they're like, you know, they're over two hours. And I'm not saying that every movie needs to be long, but I think that I think what happened here, maybe a huge part of why it's why it suffered so much is because they cut it down big time in the edit. Yeah. Maybe there was what felt like superfluous, but it was know. kind of a weird pace because I feel like the most spectacular fight happened right in the like the middle. Where, where the, everything went black and white. Yeah, that was the coolest fight. And like But even yeah. But okay, even I have a, I have a lot of things yeah. to say about the sure. black and white yeah, fight, yeah. but um, I, it was like kind of the most climactic fight and the biggest shift in tone for the movie, like literally. It went dark, yeah. But um, and it got quiet, yeah. And like mm-hmm. that made it very, very intense. Um, and then there was also the next forty-five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that there yeah. was more. Um, yeah, yeah. That fight in the temple where the key is opening that felt like super just like act one fight like it didn't feel like a final battle i know it was, and it was yeah although i did it was, it was also like a very disappointing like you know it's a classic trope Get to be there. like oh here comes these like the crazy people who don't know how to fight are fighting and that's like the classic thing where you see like a kid like when she's shooting yeah, like lightning bolts out of bunny. the uh, the bunny. Yeah. I like that. I will one. say yeah, I love that. And yeah. But it was yeah. like that was like one of the weakest versions of the like the yeah. kids are rioting, like <laughs> yeah. that I've seen in such a long time. It was well, like, so they're fighting like these formless voids. Yeah. that are yeah. just like Again, exploding into Max Keeble's big move had a better kid fight <laughs> scene. <laughs> Again, I think that yeah, a problem there is the low stakes where we like okay, we know that they're god powered and these these things we don't even know what they are, what they can do. And since when can he just like be yeah. like you're a Thor. Yeah. You're a Thor. Like, I don't what know. the fuck? They lit- the, We're these, all that's a, gods yeah. here. <laughs> I think that, like, you know, the MCU has done an okay job of kind of keeping things lore sort of, like, yeah. like the lore sort of consistent, but I think that sometimes they just break it 
and sometimes they break it and you're just kind of like okay why not but in this one i think it seemed even more egregious because you you know the taika watiti or or the the creative team on this movie is not taking anything seriously it just was not worth it it was not cool enough to have like thor and astro or axel jumping through the air like replicating like the shot from ragnarok because the shot in ragnarok where he's flying through the air and he draws the lightning is a million times cooler. Yeah, because it's the it's one like, shot. And this yeah. one, they do it like three or four times. Yeah. Well, and it's like, we get it. And and again, remember Ragnarok? Yeah, I was going to say, like, again, it's a thematic thing where it's like, <laughs> a lot of this movie is taught, like, they dip into it. The idea of, like, part of who you are is shaped from where you're from. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, like, brought up with the cancer. That's brought up with Thor about mm-hmm. his responsibilities as being a god. Right. And the idea is that these Asgardians are super special just because they're from Asgard and they're also supposed to be like godly people or something. But then like, oh, he just kind of is like, bingo, giving you powers as opposed to them being like, you know, a, a race of Viking warriors. Like the whole Yeah, it's thing. like maybe they don't need the powers. Maybe they are Asgardians. Asgard's so they a people. I think yeah. Asgard's, as Asgard's, Asgardians are all supposed to be kind of like, maybe they're not on the level of Thor, obviously, but I think they all have like superhuman durability and strength and stuff. So it's like the kids probably could just, I I can see them like just going and being like, Hey guys, let's do this. And them deciding themselves that like, they're not going to just sit around, you know, Axel's there. They're gonna, he, you know, he can lead them. Yeah. That would be cool. Instead of Thor being like, I'm here to save you. And now you can all shoot lightning out of your eyes. Yeah. Well, and it's like lightning can create light and light can combat shadows. It just feels like there was like a lot <laughs> of like you could do. something you can do that's more creative than just like axe swing with lightning bolt at this guy or like hammer swing with lightning bolt at this Uh-oh. guy yeah. or lightning bolt with lightning bolt at this guy. Thor, also, I go blue again. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I'm confused. I didn't so know that creative. I didn't know that Thor could just like bifrost anywhere the hell he wants. Is that a thing? Because initially, initially they had to ask heimdall to get to yeah. to bifrost them but i oh i guess that's that's stormbreaker stormbreaker you can bifrost oh. but how did natalie portman they're wormhole. like don't pick up thor what wormhole <laughs> <laughs> they could have done it that, that's yeah, something they could have done been like it was, she's, she's like, like okay wormholes. i have to get there but i you know okay i'm gonna i'm the only one who knows how to create wormholes it's, she's gonna like build something out of the vending machine yeah. only einstein knew about mjolnir yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have cracked it yeah exactly um it Should sounds talk- like maybe we're into nitpicks and hitpicks okay or is there bigger things do you have I a big thing to talk about what do you think about the like the vfx it seemed pretty They're, bad yeah. oh, i think overall the visuals in this movie are really low quality for yeah. an mcu i think uh, the the one that i noticed right away off the top was the the uh gore's god i think oh. his name's rapu yeah uh holding up thor and he like kind of stands up yeah, and, it's like, and i'm like we solved this problem in, in lord of the rings like yeah. why does this look so janky that like the god is bigger and the gore is normal size but like he, he grabs him by the throat and stands up and it's like i can see like the artifacting from the vfx yeah. i was like what it's this is bad taika got lazy and he's like whatever they'll fix it in post like it's fine they didn't really cleverly yeah. think of a way to problem solve it they're just like vfx yeah it's fine it's just one of the things that adds to the sense that they're not taking this one seriously it's like a parody it's like a fan like, fiction parody another weird cgi baby like another one wait which... also they're, they're, like right at the start uh at some point the baby the his like child i don't know oh wait when she's in the carrier yeah it's yeah, just yeah. weird cgi baby i don't know i wrote weird cgi Who's baby in the carrier? and it was only thor. after baby i said thor. i like christian baby oh yeah well baby th- i don't know I, that was like silly game. i i forgive that one i forgive the, also the, there's a lot of 
like very obvious, very poor lighting matching between yes. the CGI and the obvious like the soundstage that they were mm. on. Yeah. Like it, the backgrounds just were so obvious, and it was made way worse when they went black and white, <laughs> where lighting is like oh. the only thing yeah. you got. So like whenever they weren't in an enclosed space, you're just like, wow, that's people standing on a green screen set. It looks so bad. It looked like Sin City. Like 2005 yeah. level CG. So like, I don't know this, but I'm willing to bet money that that whole black and white kind of quieter fight without color was inspired by the the um, what's it the, the 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 similar part in the Last Jedi where like uh, Admiral Holdo rams the Super Star Destroyer. Oh, it's not even yeah, a Super yeah, Star yeah, Destroyer. Yeah, I don't even know what you call it. There's a light Snoke's speed through ship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like, that was like, oh, they, we cut the sound out and yeah. it's like visually beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, wow, Ryan Johnson, you're so good. And I feel like I would be willing to bet money that this was sort of like based on that because it was kind of the same thing where it's sure. like, we're going to cut out all the color and like, ooh, look how visually stark it is. Just the blacks and the whites and stuff. But like the CGI just, so I think bad. it made, it made the CGI look more fake. Yeah. The well, fact that there was no color. And there's some. There's some cool stuff. Like I like the way that the light, like their their weapons still cast a glow. Like I thought it was cool. And like one of the action shots where it zooms out far enough, you can kind of see the shape of the planet. And they're fighting everything, and like the weapons are kind of flying everywhere. Like there's cool moments with it, but the CG of like the tentacles holding the people up, like it looked very like they got poor tracking. Mm. And I I really do think that it's just when they were shooting it, they just didn't pay enough attention to getting the shots they needed or like the angles they needed so that they could enhance it with CG, not just fix it with CG. Mm -hmm. I've also been like reading about like, apparently MCU is a pretty terrible client and they're Mm -hmm. kind of an all powerful client for CGI companies because it's like, Oh, if you're going to get a contract, you want it to be a Marvel contract because they're going to make you do, they're going to give you a lot of work and a lot of money. Right. But apparently because they're so powerful that the working for them is absolutely awful because they'll constantly be like, Oh, we need to redo this shot. Yeah, uh, or, or they'll ask for like three versions of one shot. Yeah, instead of in just two weeks you, or yeah. something. Yeah, no, it's uh, the CG in this movie did nothing for me except the God City. I thought was pretty cool. Yep. Um, I like the. But I, I think the problem goes beyond the CG too. The lighting in this movie is just really poor. Like mm. I, the first time I, my attention was really drawn to it was the post uh asgard fight when like the morning after it's dusk and natalie portman and thor are kind of walking through the town center and i don't know how they got away with this but they shot it kind of like it must have been day four like dusk but they didn't get like enough fill light on their faces so thor's eyes are just completely obscured by shadow and that's like a rookie mistake for lighting where you can't see his eyes at all Mm. and in the reverse natalie portman's you can, but it's CG lit. What? And so it's like the tracking's a little bit off and it looks like a bad Photoshop. What? And it's like, whoa, this is like literally film school level one. Like if you're shooting, you have to see people's eyes. And like, they just kind of fucked up that stuff. And I think it's probably just like, Tego was like, it doesn't matter. Like just shoot the scene. It's fine. Like what matters is this conversation. <clears throat> and like, I looked it up after like the, the DOP. This is his first like movie where he was the actual DOP like he's done episodes of the Mandalorian but that doesn't count that's just shot in front of a fucking like LED right, screen yeah, so yeah 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 that's I, so weird why they, would they do like CG lighting correction on her face and not his I don't know it will go back and like no I'm right I'm it, it, <laughs> it's so I was like maybe I'm wrong no 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 it's super weird oh man I 
her face as well, it was kind of confusing because I didn't know how they were doing like the, she looks super sick. Yeah. And then she looks like. I know it's healthy to the point of being fake. I, what, was there CG de-aging? Like there was, I think for like flashbacks. What do you mean de-aging? Oh, to no. like remove wrinkles and stuff. Cause she's, she's like 40 something now. Not. Is she's, she? she's just perfect. <laughs> well, no, and like, there's nothing no. wrong with being 40, but like, I felt like when she was in Thor, there was sometimes there was like, there was CG smoothing or something. And maybe I'm just imagining it. Maybe it's just makeup or something. I don't. Yeah. I might've just been inconsistent in makeup, but I just felt like there was an inconsistency in her visualized sickness. Mm. Like it didn't progress some shots were like oh she's looking pretty good like when she was dying yeah she, she I was fine. like I was like dang you look gorgeous yeah. like yeah you just don't have makeup on yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly the cancer really moved out of your face yeah <laughs> yeah there was something like I think they must they must have done some, I mean obviously she's wearing makeup and there's probably CGI involved but like I feel like when she was Thor she like didn't look real like she looked like a, a like a puppet or something like I don't know I was like you I look like you have crazy facial uh, plastic surgery going on. I think, I think that they, I think they smoothed her face with. Yeah, CG, it I felt it looked weird, man. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about something else. Oh, about her as Thor. How did we feel about? <laughs> I don't know. This uh, this felt really weird to me because, like, obviously, when when the comics first did this thing, it's like, oh, she's there's Lady Thor now. Like, the comics is doing are doing these things where they take established characters. And, oh, we need to get some woke points. So we're going to make this character a different ethnicity or a different sex or a different gender or whatever. And now we have Lady Thor. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, you She's know not what? Lady Thor. You She's can do that. Thor. You can, what? She's not yeah, Lady Thor. Whatever. She's Mighty Thor. I just, I, I, fine. Yeah. And we have that in this movie. But I think I'm like, you can do that with some characters and it works. You know, it's like, you can make like, if they made like a, like, oh, something happened to the current Batman, and so now we have Batwoman. I think they've, they've done this, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, okay, Batwoman is kind of the main Bat person in, in Gotham and stuff. It's like, okay, that's fine. You know, I, I don't have an issue with that. But I think when they, with Thor, it felt weird because- well, that's his name. His name is <laughs> Thor. So, yeah. Especially, yeah. and so like, there's that weirdness there, and then in this movie, we get a scene where she's like, He's telling her not to pick up the hammer again, and she's telling him to his face, no, I'm the mighty Thor, she says to Thor. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like you're talking you're talking to your ex-boyfriend named Jason. Yeah. You're like, Jason tells you not to go over there. No, I'm Jason. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, what? It's just weird. It's like, I love all the Rileys that host TechLink every week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just kind of like, so I feel like this is this is when this sort of like, uh, you know, sometimes companies really care about this kind of stuff and they're like representation matters and we want to like, you know, update our properties so that we're, you know, more more re- reflecting more the, what the audience we think that they should see. And we've, we're, we're trying to, you know, change things and for the better. But I feel like there are some instances where companies are doing this and it just feels freaking weird and you know that they're just doing it to get points. Yeah. And that's what this feels like to me. Yeah, especially with Valkyrie. They like mentioned like so many times that like they're like, yeah, you like girls. Yeah, yeah, and make sure. Like, okay, cool. But like that's not representation. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the whole like JK Rowling like Dumbledore's gay. Yeah. It's yeah. like you can't just say I don't that. know. I, I feel like with Valkyrie it felt a little bit more natural, especially because in the first one they've already implied that she was uh gay. Now they're just explicit about it. So in yeah, this okay, one it's yeah. like, okay, fair. But then we also had Korg being like, and I'll, I'm gay and my whole species is gay. 
I don't know. It's like, I don't usually have a problem with that kind of stuff, but in this movie, com- compounded well, with all the other yeah. stuff, it's just kind of like, and there's another thing, just, and there's another thing. I think the big the big thing about it, because I, I was very excited about Lady Thor. I was very, mm-hmm. I was like, this might be really cool. You mean Mighty Thor. Oh, you got, got me. Got um, going into the movie, I thought it was Lady Thor. My bad. Um, but <clears throat> I think why it feels so pandery is that they don't do anything to give her her own identity like you exactly. said like her characterization is thor exactly her powers are basically thor but she can scattershot mjolnir but they don't do anything fun with that yeah. she's also a scientist actually but she doesn't use fucking science <laughs> no like yeah like, like what happened what? to like having people have different strengths and having them play to their strengths yes why do we have to have everyone now everyone's thor everyone's you can be thor <laughs> I can More. be Luke Skywalker. Thor. You can be. It's yeah. just like you when can be Darth Vader if you want. When everyone's Thor, no one no is Thor. Thor. Nice. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Again, you know, uh, you know, I'm not that bothered by the woke stuff that 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 often, but I think it's just yeah. Compounds. I was so disappointed by the abilities that Mjolnir had that they didn't like use. Like the fact that it can scatter shot. All of a sudden, like that opens a world of possibilities oh, yeah. with like things she could do. Like. Why didn't she scattershot friggin' Gore right away and just kill him? Like, she could have almost instantly, you know, like, distracted him or done something. But, I don't know, they just were so uncreative with that version of Mjolnir. I was so disappointed. There's, like, some set-off and payoff there where we see her use that the first time, and then she uses it, like, a couple more times, and then at the end, it's crucial to why, you know, she has to, like, destroy Mjolnir or whatever. But it doesn't really feel... Yeah, it, it like there could have been some more creative uses well, of that, and I think they should like we, uh, my problem earlier was that they didn't really set up that Mjolnir would be tied to the fate of the Necro Killer, but Necro Sword. <laughs> but if earlier on, like she the Necrogasm, she would pick up she, the Whoa. Necrogasm. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, it, like if if in those fights when the thing she kills, like she picks them up and like gains their power mm. for like a second, you know, like for like the next strike, right. she gets the thing that she killed to like power her Thor. Like you can do really cool things where you level up her 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 hammer, but yeah. they just had no interest. Also, I think that one thing that yeah, like it never feels cool to have a person pick up a weapon and then they're super powered because of the weapon. Yeah, like we only I th- I think there's only t- well no the the kids get it too, like people who aren't normally superpowered get imbued with superpowers in this one, and I think that because they do it so many times, it just feels cheap. Yeah. So like the first time someone like oh you know I'm I'm this character, but when you have multiple characters who are only kind of in the running here because, because they picked weapon. up a special thing, it's less fun. Yeah, it's less fun. I don't know. Um, okay, we're into hit picks and nitpicks now for sure. <laughs> Nitpicks. In case you didn't know, Adam, this is where we do hit picks and nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are self-explanatory, probably. Yeah, I mean, I could pick some nits. I don't know if this is a hit pick or a nitpick, but when Thor Jean Claude Van Damme splits between those two, <laughs> is hit it a hit pick, pick or it's is a it hit a nitpick for me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I laughed out loud. Okay, okay. I was like, ah, nice, because it was like that was like the the uh, culmination of this kind of over the top silly yeah. sequence, and I was like, okay. And when he smashed the temple like by going through it, I was like, come on. He's not that dumb. I think the movie makes Thor a tiny bit too dumb. I think that is more that he just didn't care. He's like, oh, that was your temple to some god? I don't care. It's not me. <sighs> also, those That's... guys were funny. The blue aliens. Yeah, they yeah. were. <laughs> he was like, oh, no. Uh, oh, okay. Are you doing that? <laughs> like when they're watching him like fight, they're like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're just <laughs> cheering. I, don't, I didn't write down any quotes from them, but I thought yeah. they were funny. Uh, Nitpick for me, though. 
Matt Damon. Why do we have to bring back the Matt Damon play and Luke thing? Hemsworth. And uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother. Oh, he, oh, right. That's the Hemsworth. And Sam Neill. And Sam Neill as, as Odin. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't funny enough. And Melissa McCarthy's here this time. Yeah, that was like. It that was kind of funny. And it's like, I get it. They want to have like a recap, and it's a good, like, in universe way to have a recap yeah. of what happened. But it doesn't feel like. It felt like it occupied too much time that could have been setting up relationships. Yet another right? kind of like, remember that? Yeah. Remember that in the first one? Or the yeah. th- third one, yeah. it feels like they're separate franchises, Thor 1 and 2, and then Ragnarok. Literally separate franchises. Yeah. Hit pick, uh, the rock god sitting on a throne of scissors. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> also hit pick, uh, I didn't even get that. Yeah. That's great. But the, like now that you said that, I, I like recalled up. the image, and I was like, like oh, oh, yeah. That's so good. That was so funny. Hit pick is the bow god. The what? The, 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 oh, the bow. Bow. yeah. yeah the, that felt like a little bit of uh, that felt Chris like Miller. Ralph to me. Yeah. I was going to say it felt a bit like uh, the Lego movie oh, slash. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. Lego movie. Ener- yeah. Energy, yeah. Totally. Nitpick, uh, the the kid, Astrid, or like when he's like, I'm Axel. All those jokes were not funny. And they kept like. Oh, yeah. Being about like, I'm Axel. Okay, Astrid. Like, it was just not yeah, funny. It was I not think, worth. And also I was confused because I was like, wait, are they, so are they saying the kid's trans? Like, because Astrid's a girl's name. No, I just wanted it to be go by Axel because Axel's a cool fucking. Yeah, but I, I feel like if tra- they were, I don't think it was a trans. You don't thing, think so? It? I thought no. Astrid was a son and Astrid. Yeah, but I think they were saying a son as to not. They were dead the joke was that Astrid is an old lady's name, and where it's also a Norse name. Astrid is a feminine given name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there was like he's trans. And oh, they, oh, and I then did they not were like that. making a big thing about the the name because it's like Thor. You got to learn. To oh get, really? To, to use the right name? Oh, I I did not get that. If it's that, then I'm super you know, wrong. Who knows? I, I I don't know that that's the case, but that's yeah. kind of how it felt to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. But who knows? Uh, I mean, it, it might have. But yeah, the joke we, wasn't funny. It was not funny. <laughs> Astrid. Oh, uh, Axel. Uh, Astrid. Just call Axel. Just call Axel. Axel. Just call Axel. Yeah. Uh, huge hit pick. Uh, shout out to Chris Hemsworth, trainer. Holy fuck! Yeah, this dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's cut. Yeah. Like not even like normal movie jack like no he like, was next level yeah like bodybuilder it was honestly too much for me because i'm like this doesn't look he looks like I, an action figure i know he look yeah it, like you're supposed to be a god but he didn't look like that in the previous and i guess it's like okay he had the crazy bad bod and then he like exercised and got mm. in shape again but i was like this is too much you look you look uncomfortable like nah, i don't looks good the, the biceps are too big. Nah, it looks great. No, nah, it's out of proportion. You got to nah, be in proportion. Nah, he's pretty proportionate, he's man. Really it was pretty proportionate. It was not proportionate at all. It, it was like a it's freaking like action. It's figure. not like he was like a mass monster. It's not like he was Ronnie Coleman. It's just or his or like... biceps. <laughs> Everything else looks fine. It's just his biceps are too big. No, no he's perfect. Thing. He's perfect. Okay, well, uh, don't. Uh, I, I hope you don't look like that, David. I have I a wish. nitpick. Um, uh, yearly orgies. You're a god. <laughs> yeah, why not yeah. Once a year? Yeah, it should be the opposite. They, I, have, I think what he okay, meant it be was like yearly, out. it was a break. They get a break oh, for yeah, one, yeah. just to have the meeting once a year. I mean, I imagine that they, they have a yearly orgy and then, then they also have on-demand orgies. It's just smaller? Yeah. Like hero the yearly, It's just the big one. Yeah, this is the big, the big one. one. The big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, minor, well, I don't know if it's a nitpick or not, but I was kind of like, wait, so Eternity is a being in MCU and in this one, it's just kind of like a wish machine which is okay whatever but um in this one why couldn't gore because it's like wish your daughter back to life like you can make a wish of anything why don't you just wish we both are okay (laughs) 
Yeah, wish yourself. Like, yeah, me and my daughter wish, get to live in hell. Yeah, I want to. I wish that I God wish that, wasn't so mean to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish that my my daughter and I would be. Yeah, dude, take thirty seconds. Healthy. Formulate a wish in your head yeah. that gives you everything you want. Have you yeah. never played that game yeah, before? Yeah, like, come I just on, never Gore. Game. Did I even say in the synopsis that Gore died uh, because of this sword? I don't think I said that. But that's yeah, it's implied. Well, yeah, right? whatever. Uh, I I liked the visual of yeah. I had a moment where I'm like. Wow, in a better movie, this visual of like this weird tattooed man kneeled before mm. this like silhouette of a galaxy, like of a god that forms a galaxy in like a pool of water with like a sky. That could be an awe inspiring shot, but like in this movie, it's just so like, man. Eh. Yeah. It, it was giving me some mad Obzen vibes, if, but that's. What's Obzen? What? It's a metal album. Oh. Like, it's a <laughs> album by Meshuga. Yeah. Obzen? Yeah. The real, one, the real ones know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Meshuggah sure fans sound out in the comments. Uh, hit pick when Korg is just a face and Valkyrie ties him his face to her hair and there's like a little snore cam shot in the mm. action. I like that shot. Really? Yeah, he had a mustache because <laughs> of her I hair. Thought, I thought that yeah. was kind of like, I don't know. I did. It wasn't really funny. They should have just so it was just kind of like, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Nitpick, uh, I guess space dolphins make whale noises. Uh... Oh, was that? Yeah, were they, they were just noises? Like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're space Bullshit. dolphins. Okay, I guess I don't know how space dolphins work. <laughs> they, you should watch SpongeBob. There's space gotta, dolphins in SpongeBob. You got to throw out the book on what you know about about <laughs> yeah. cephalop- cephalopods. No, when you're talking uh, about they're, space they're, versions, they're cephalop- they're not cephalopods. cephalopods. Yeah, they are. They're porpoises. Dolphins are porpoises. Wait, are cephalopods octopi? Squids? No, cephalopods are. Something with, to do with their yeah, yeah, yeah. Cephalopods are like octopuses and and squids yeah. and stuff. Uh, nitpick. Whoopsies. Friggin' Gore's like crayon drawings of his plans. That was super like weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> he has like all these like fucking paper drawings of like describing what his plan yeah. is. Why does he have? I though? didn't even think about that. He's like he's he's. <gasps> How did you get in my sketch room? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to imagine, you know, he's like kind of bored, you know, when you like, there's something you really want when you're a kid and you're yeah. like, oh, I can't wait till Christmas again. And you like draw getting it. Okay, wait, I think it was maybe it was like he didn't draw that, but they were like cave paintings maybe. that he found and maybe. brought there. No, they, was, they were going on deviant art. <laughs> <laughs> is this um, Sonic anime? Is Sonic yeah, drawing? Sonic. This is my Sonic fan. Oh my, my gosh. Fan <laughs> That'd be so funny. They're panning across like the cave paintings and stuff. It's Sonic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, hit pick is uh, I really enjoyed the montage of their like relationship when they were rollerblading and the kendama. It was, yeah, oh, that, that was, was pretty cute. good. That was cute. I mean, <laughs> wait, they all, when they were riding in the line, like, wait, I just kidding. I think I liked it in the sort in the beginning, but then it it got like more SNL e where I was just like, okay, you're 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 uh, what do you call that retconning stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't like again. Thor doesn't seem like he's behaving here like he we've seen him behave in previous movies. Uh, it seemed too sitcommy, which is like okay, that's the tone of the movie. But at the same time, it just it just again it just in- added to the whole thing we're talking 100%. about. Where it just didn't seem real. Um, uh, nitpick oh. for me, David, uh, was like after he so he's like she'll be she'll be taken care of. You know your daughter if you bring her back. And uh, so then we flash forward. The kids are being trained in Asgard. And then we cut to Thor with Love is her name, the daughter. And they're just like acting as if they've just been like a family for a long time. And I'm like, this just feels awkward. Because I know that she is the daughter of his former enemy, I guess, that he killed, that was going to kill him. 
and there's there should be some sort of tension here, but it's just like too happy and too like yeah. we've been we've been doing this for a long time. They could, but she looks the same age. Yeah, I just like I would have liked some sort of introduction scene where she's like, you know, has to face the fact that she's back, but her father is dead, and he yeah. sacrificed her, her, himself for her, and now she's going to be raised by Thor. 100%. Like we could have some sort of introduction scene here instead of jumping straight to the end where it's like everyone's everything's great, and she's got Stormbreaker, and also she has eye lasers because when you use Eternity to wish someone back to life, they get Eternity's powers. Yeah, did Gore always have eye lasers? We just didn't know. No, it's it's that she was like, uh, uh, Korg says in the narration, he's like, a girl with the powers of eternity. Oh. Yeah. So okay. I don't know, whatever. Okay. I don't know. Uh, nitpick for me, this is my last one, is when Thor, so Thor goes and rescues the kids, and then Gore's like, oh, I'm going to send the shadow monster. So he summons all the shadow monsters, and they start running towards the kids, and then Thor gives his pep talk to the kids, and it's like a two-minute, maybe three-minute pep talk, and then it cuts back to the monsters, and they've moved like maybe ten feet. <laughs> and it's yeah. like just like a, it must have just been a recycled CG shot where they they did one and they cut it in half and like did it, but it's, yeah, it was bad. That was bad. That's a bad, bad cut. It was very very Planet Namek in uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, where he's like the planet's gonna blow up in thirteen minutes, Man, and you're it takes showing up four episodes to get off the planet. You're showing up with the references, Adam. Yeah, Adam's That's all the, I am. Adam's the real one. Um. My yeah, DBZ fans sound off in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is I my last super. my last nitpick is um the kids are fighting the shadow monsters. Thor goes to fight Gore. Gore almost beats Thor. And then Thor has to go get Stormbreaker or something and Jane is like, "Don't worry, I got this." And I'm like, "Gore just almost beat Thor." What do you mean you got this? Like, necessarily, she should be less powerful than Thor. Well, that's the thing. If they had given her her own unique set of powers yeah. with her b- brain enhancing all of it, she could have been stronger than Thor, sure. Yeah. But no. She could have thrown Mjolnir through a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it from behind. It Once been great. again, the wormhole. Yeah. Are we listening about the wormhole? Yeah. <laughs> um, Listen here, Marvel. More yeah. wormholes. Everyone, I, yeah, more wormholes. That's all I got. Any more hit picks, nip picks? Uh, hit picks, the Loki tattoo. On oh, oh yeah, full back tattoo. Yeah, for Loki. yeah like, like we said, you know, there's a lot of stuff that does land in this movie. Yeah. It's not that like this is why it's a five point five for me instead of like under five or just five. It's like I did ultimately have a decent time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if a decent. I I you know, it's five point five. I enjoyed myself point five more than I would have not enjoyed myself. Yeah. But um, it's just it's just too much. So like, is Taika Waititi done? No. Are we done with Taika Waititi? No, he's still a good filmmaker, done. a great writer. He's fucking funny. He's just been way too busy for way too long. But this and is... He, he hasn't had enough time to recharge new ideas. Like, you watch... What is it? Our Flag Means Death? Mm. And it's so similar to every fucking type of comedy he's ever done. Like, he needs time to, like, reset and kind of, like, reevaluate and dig deep into himself. Not just do the surface shit that works already for him. But I will say... You know, I agree with you. I think that it's not that he is like all of a sudden garbage no. and I don't want to see anything ever made by him again. I'm worried. I'm worried that the system, Hollywood, is uh, doing something to him that it did to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Which is, hey, you are a very, very talented person. You are very, very good at this one type of thing. We're going to milk the shit out of you. Yeah. 
and have so many movies and so many cameos and and you know appearances and other things and get you to write this song for this movie and blah 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 to the point where now people are like I don't want to hear Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda anymore. If I if I if I watch Encanto and I'm like, there's too much sing talking going on here. I can see Lin Manuel Miranda too much, too much, and people get sick of it. I'm even just, though it's still good stuff, he's we're just great, sick of it. He's a great compo- He's a great composer. I'm just tired of him. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, I don't want to hear you. He's also the worst singer in everything he does. <laughs> he's always the worst. He's like, I'm going to be the star of Hamilton, and everyone else in Hamilton is better <laughs> than him. And that's the truth for yeah. every production he's been in. Yeah, yeah. he's he's such a great composer. Yeah. I just think, like I, I think Taika Waititi is a brilliant filmmaker. Like I think Boy, Boy, Hunt so for the Wilder People. I think Jojo Rabbit's excellent. Yeah, and like he has this ability. Like I love the the TV show What We Can Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. but Wellington Paranormal. I actually haven't watched it. It's, it's like, also very good. Yeah, I need to watch that. But then like the last couple things he's done, you can just see he's just he's not out of ideas. He's out of energy to create yes new ideas. So like. I wonder the. Con- oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say the context. An extra context for this is kind of like we watched Lightyear, and he was like a side character in that one, yeah. who was not funny. Yeah, I he's completely unforgettable. And I was just like, they got, they got him in to do this. Um, anyways, I forgot so there's there's that. There's the fact that you know this movie's bad. There's the fact that uh, he's doing a Star Wars movie that's supposed to come out in 2023. And I and I was initially excited because I was like, okay, he said that this is a uh, completely new uh, setup. Yeah, like he's no not using Skywalker any existing characters. Great. It's in the Star Wars universe, but it's completely new story. I, I imagine that it's going to be like some time ahead in the future or in the past or in a different part of the galaxy. Like, I, and I was like, cool, Taika Waititi, let's go. Yep. You're very, you're very good. I like you. But now I'm now I'm concerned, especially given that like it seems like the timeline for that is has been accelerated because they're like we need a win and Taika Waititi is good and everyone loves Taika Waititi and he asked, did you guys hear about this? He asked Natalie Portman. Oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. like, hey, I'm making a Star Wars movie. Have you ever wanted to star in a Star Wars movie? And she's like, bro, bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but I can understand that because it's like you know he's probably not like. I wonder a lore head and like super into that stuff. I can understand. I was like, I can understand that, but it just adds, it adds to the things make me worried. I wonder if Taika is one of those creators that really benefits from limitations. Like, think about all of his greatest movies. Like it's early in his career where he's doing next to independent stuff on low budgets. And I feel like a lot of his comedy thrives in the humanity of it. Mm -hmm. And with these massive budgets, he gets away from that humanity because he can do so much stuff that he's never been able to do before. Yeah, right. But that detracts from the, you know, potential of being like, here, you can do this silly, ridiculous stuff as long as it's grounded by those deeply human stories. Yeah. yeah. It really felt like with Ragnarok, there was still part of the MC, the, the, you know, the MCU leadership or whatever being like, okay, let's not get too crazy here. You know, you gotta, you still gotta have this sort of like classic Marvel story with the characters and the development and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, he's going to learn new powers. All right, this is part of it, you know? 
And so Taika came in and he was like, okay, but let's think outside the box a little bit. And they allowed Taika to be that influence on them. And that led to a good movie. But on this one, they were kind of like, wow, you did such a good job with that one. We're going to put hands off a little bit more. And Taika was like, I don't really care about MCU stuff. I don't really care about Thor. He's kind of a ridiculous character. He's like an SNL character. Let's just like have it all be funny. But I think you're right that with his earlier movies, he actually really cares about these characters, their original concepts. Jojo Rabbit's amazing. Hunt for the Wilder People is amazing. And I think that when he's given a chance to go with his original stuff, he does really well. But I think that in the context of an MCU thing, maybe he does, maybe he is one of these like George Lucas types where they need, you know, they're very creative, but they need moderation. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Lots to think about there. Taika, wait. Taika, wait. (laughs) Wait, TT. Wait, TT. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, We have to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Uh, (laughs) So uh, come back next week. We're going to talk about Nope. Nope. And if you have things that you really, really want us to know, leave it in the comments or go to tjmpod. What? You do you do it at, at the end of every episode. What do I do? Let's go uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter at tjmpod or hello at they'rejustmovies.com. You'd think I'd have learned the actual email address by now. Yep. Well, love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. <clears throat>